the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Streaming now on the Answer San Diego app and odyssey.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. It's all I want. She's blonde, five foot two. It's all I need, yeah. And 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. This is my America. Thank you indeed. Welcome back to hour two of tonight's Andrea K. Show. I am Lady Gator, jalapeno cheese of Ralph's. And I'm glad to have you join me for another hour of tonight's Andrea K. Show. Just having a little fun. I happen to see this. I love all these little games on social media that they that they have you engage in. I don't actually play any of the games anymore because that's how they suck your data out of you and Do your you life. Do you remember my, uh, my title? You are... Lord Pete, uh, I don't remember what you ate. Tortilla chips. Tortilla chips, and you and of bombdia. Of bombdia. All right, yours. I think you win. Uh, Kevin's was quite frankly embarrassing. It was Lord Miffy. I mean, <laughs> although you know what that 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 kind of sounds. It conjures up images of Prince Charles, doesn't it? He would be a Lord Miffy. Lord Miffy Donut. Of the Dollar General. Ain't nothing wrong with a good donut. (laughs) Ain't nothing wrong with a good discount either. That's very true. That's how we roll in New Orleans. Um, We must be working off a discount here because I didn't get my pillow. People don't, you know, I'm not being recognized as the the royalty I am. Maybe you didn't need it. Yeah. No, no. it's, It's actually for my own comfort. All right. So. Got much to get into tonight. Um, if you didn't tune in last hour, if you're just tuning in, uh, Joe Biden, uh, alleged president of the United States, occupant of the White House, occupant of the Oval Office, gave an uh, address to the nation tonight that was billed as being about addressing the soul of the nation. I'm not interested in having somebody who, quite frankly, is evil in my mind and and not a particularly good person um who um uh, lecture me about my soul and lecture me he has you you have to be somebody who's got it, 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 credibility at some point if you're going to lecture anybody about anything related to character and this is a man it it's it, in the words of judge judy don't come into my courtroom with dirty hands and his are filthy absolutely filthy Glad you said that. It was a lecture. It wasn't a speech. It was a lecture. It wasn't a speech. It was demeaning. It was defamatory. It was incendiary. Can't believe we actually had Andrea, a U.S. president, speak that way. Uh, well, you know, this is how he spoke when he was on the campaign trail. This is this is how he spoke his entire life. If you ever watched his past attempts to run for presidency, in which you could, if you go and if you go and and look at, at past years when he was running for the nominee of the party, you'll see why he never got anywhere near it. 
He's he had to, he had to withdraw multiple times because he was caught plagiarizing. In fact, we had a clip yesterday. I'm not sure if we still have it handy. It was Lisa Booth talking about how one of the biggest lies, and we don't, you know, if you don't have it handy, we can maybe play it later. But one of the biggest lies about Joe Biden, she says, is that he's a good guy. We don't have to play that now. We've got a clip from him. Do you have it? Yeah, let's go ahead and play it. But one of the biggest lies that Americans were told is that Joe Biden is a good guy. If you think about it, this is a guy who led two of the most terrible confirmation hearings in American history, where he smeared and slandered Robert Bork and Clarence Thomas when he was the Senate Judiciary Chairman. Mary Ellen Bork, the late Robert Bork's wife, even wrote to The Wall Street Journal heading into the 2020 election, warning us that Joe Biden is a man without a compass who viciously smeared and led a a character assassination against her late husband. This guy is a prolific liar. He is a plagiarist, had a dropout of a previous presidential race because of that. And the only reason anyone thinks Joe Biden is a good man is because he has suffered so much loss and he uses that loss. He uses that grief for political purposes as both a shield and a sword, as we saw when he got 13 service members killed and then tried to invoke the death of his late son who died of cancer. He did not die in the line of duty. In fact, his son actually was dishonorably discharged from the U.S. military. You, when you initially heard that clip, you said that you didn't think he had suffered that that much. I'm not saying he didn't suffer. I, I, I'm just saying with what he had suffered, it doesn't allow I – I, I never even remotely – viewed him as a good guy and i think a lot of people didn't me neither uh you know um there's lots of evil people who suffer the loss of a kid exactly so suffering the loss of a kid or or a spouse in a car accident it does does not equate to a good person right uh oj simpson had children with nicole brown simpson um uh, and and, in even in the course of the accident in which he lost his wife and i believe one of his children or maybe even no one one of his children and his two sons survived he actually lied and told many lies about that accident in and of itself this is not a good person read the diary of his own daughter about how she was hypersexualized and and took showers with him this is not a good person this is absolutely not a good person. So he's got a lot of nerve when he comes to the American people tonight and 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 says this. Skins, please play um, this this clip, clip from just the clip from tonight. The Republican Party today is dominated, driven and intimidated by Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans. And that is a threat to this country. These are hard things. But I'm an American president. Not a president of red America, blue America, but of all America. And I believe it's my duty, my duty to level with you, to tell the truth, no matter how difficult, no matter how painful. And here, in my view, is what is true. MAGA Republicans do not respect the Constitution. They do not believe in the rule of law. They do not recognize the will of the people. Wow. Um, I, I, I'm here to he's he's trying to quote the plagiarist that he is uh, trying to trying to riff off of Obama that he, back in this speech that he gave. I think it was a Democrat uh, convention many years ago when he said, I don't want to be president of, you know, blue America or red America. I want to be president of red, white and blue America. But of course, like it, like anything Joe Biden says, it falls flat because we know he's just completely inauthentic buffoon who goes around talking about how, you know, um, black kids loved him because they got to feel the hair on his legs when he was at a swimming pool. This guy is a crackpot, corrupt 
bag of crap, right? Um, it, it demeaning MAGA Republicans. Um, and, and by the way, one of the things he said was tr- Donald Trump and MAGA are controlling the Republican Party. That makes them a threat. That is the one thing that he said tonight, Skins, that's absolutely correct. They're worried that their game is up. This and that's why I said weeks ago that the 2016 election was the first election that actually mattered in this country when it comes to real change. Up until then, it was just the the it was the uniparty swamp dwellers laughing at us rubes. Us uh, so who who was it? Who was the Republican who said that he could smell the Trump voters? You know that this is just this is just how um, they see us. It, Peggy Noonan, who I can't stand anymore, wrote many years ago, actually before Trump, uh, that it, it had become us versus them. This is a threat. We are a threat, not to the Constitution. That's crap, and anybody who's ever read the Constitution knows that we are the party about the Constitution. But completely destroy their narrative. They're, they're, exactly. Well, it's 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 a, not just a threat to their narrative. It's an actual threat to their system of governance, which includes the establishment Republicans, which is about a one-party, uniparty system, which is about which is endgame is about amassing more and more power centralized into D.C. That's why the Republican Party never bothered to overturn repeal and place Obamacare they they were they were in on it you know they're all about having the the Washington swamp control our health care system right um, it's why the the Republican Party all those years about talking about sealing the border yet when Trump uh, became president they didn't want to seal that border they, they wouldn't give him five million dollars to build a dang wall after they gave hundreds of billions of dollars to Obama to bring every Tom Dick and Harry here from a refugee country right this is why this is why they didn't do anything when these when during covid when the stage was being set and Donald Trump was was sounding the alarm about election fraud potential with these mail in ballots. They sat back and did absolutely nothing. It's why Ronna McDaniel took in four hundred million dollars to fight the fraud and then skipped out and went nowhere except on a private island when the Senate was having a runoff in January of 2021. So, yes. You are right, Joe Biden. 75 million MAGA voters and Donald Trump are a threat to this uniparty system. But it's because we're about the Constitution. It is not the Democrats who are trying to preserve free speech. It is not the Democrats that are preserving your religious freedoms. It is not the Democrats that understands that you have the right to keep and bear arms. It is not the Democrats that are trying to make it possible for parents to decide whether or not their five-year-old has their has their parts destroyed either through surgery or through chemical castration. It is not the Democrats that are trying to protect your children from being told that something's wrong with them in the schools because of their skin color. It is not the the Democrats that are trying to uh, stop the invasion that's happening at the border. They're the ones that are enabling and encouraging an, uh, an invasion at the borders that is is bringing in enough fentanyl and has brought in enough fentanyl to where the number one death in this country for people between the ages of 18 and 35 is fentanyl overdose. It's not MAGA that's the threat to this country. We're a threat to their communist takeover transformation plans. This was really, and some people would say, this was really a declaration of war. I don't like to use those extremes because I feel like they're baiting us right now, Skins. I think they're trying to bait people to act a fool and to to do things we shouldn't do. I think our response needs to be uh, to make sure that it's clean, 
and make sure that we don't make sure that we don't engage. They wanted people to get emotional. Well, they, you know, you look at the, you look at all their methods of entrapment that they did with the, with the Gretchen Whitmer fednapping plot, right? Um, you think, you look at, uh, we now know that Ray Epps, why wasn't Ray Epps who was out there on January 6th trying to foment what was fomenting and trying to tell people to go into the Capitol why he was never arrested? We now know he was on the phone with Nancy Pelosi the two weeks leading up to January 6th. So, um, you know, they want us to, uh, they want us to, validate the false narrative that we're the threat to this country. So we got to be clear headed in our response. And, and what our response needs to be is we need to look at Arizona and what Arizona did with that Kerry Lake election, right? And make sure that we overwhelm them so much with our presence and our activism and with our money that they can't steal the elections away from us. Did you have a clip from Kerry Lake? You I do. Play? I love it. Nobody tried to tell Hillary Clinton to shut up. Nobody tried to tell Kamala Harris when she was questioning the uh, legitimacy of these electronic voting machines to stop. We're, we have freedom of speech in this country, and you of all people should appreciate that. You're supposedly a journalist. You should appreciate that. So I don't see how asking questions about an election where there are many problems is dividing a country. What I do see dividing a country is shutting people down, censoring people, canceling people, trying to destroy people's lives when they do ask questions. Last I heard, we still have the Constitution. It's hanging by a thread, thanks to some of the work some people in this area have done. But we're going to save that Constitution, and we're going to bring back freedom of speech. Here, here, That's my girl, Carrie. See one why why was Trump uh, why was he raided Mar-a-Lago raided uh that day the Kerry Lake won of course they denied her the win that night right they had to drag it out they had to, they had to stop the vote counting and, and make her wait three days so that uh, she she was denied uh, the beauty of the win that night but we also had Taylor Dixon who won her who, who won her primary that that night in Michigan we had some other races that we, I think it was seven I think we had seven primary races that night in which every MAGA Trump endorsed candidate one and it infuriates them. Then he went to CPAC and he gave that speech at CPAC that just knocked everybody's socks off. And Monday they did the raid. I think it was Monday or the following or a few days later they did the raid. Um, I still think he's not doing himself any service. I think he should have already announced. Um, well, right now he's got a legal battle on his hands. The latest coming out of um, Florida is there was a hearing today with Judge Collins, I believe her name is. She was a Trump appointed judge. She did not allow cameras in the courtroom. She uh, evidently kept a tight ship there. I wish she had allowed cameras and and or um, reporting from the courtroom because the greater transparency, the better. She did not issue a ruling today on appointing a special master. I'm not an attorney. Y'all know that. Um, There's differing reports coming out that her hesitation and that she's indicating she is going to rule for a special master. Um, But my my layman's uh, interpretation of the situation, I'm going to explain it like this. I can even I can understand this. The time in which they should have Trump's attorney should have asked for a special master would have been the day that in the middle of the raid, because by the time they left after nine and a half hours with boxes of documents, it was too late and the cat was out of the bag. And at this point, they've already been able to do whatever they wanted to do with the documents, decide, it, it, get to sit and look at it, all privileged documents. So what's the point of designating privilege at this point? Um, so I, I think I think it still might be good for a narrative standpoint for a special master to be appointed. But I think from a practicality standpoint, it's a done deal. 
All right. We're going to take a break because this segment's a done deal. We're going to continue. Talking about uh, freedom of speech. Who's upholding the Constitution? Who's an attack against our fundamental principles? And by the way, Joe Biden, did you know, Skins, how many times he used the word democracy? Well, thankfully, we've got some truth about who's trying to who's trying to attack our republic and our Constitution and our rights and who's operating under a shadow of lies. We'll share that with you when we come back. This is the Andrew K. Show on AM 1170, The Answer, San Diego. Andrea Kay, telling you like it is, while eating a donut, too. It's the Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. <laughs> Welcome back to tonight's One Andrea Kay Show. I didn't know that I was working with Bubba and Boudreaux, and you Cajuns out there will recognize the Bubba and Boudreaux jokes. <laughs> Here, I saw this on Facebook. Random item found inside, outside your childhood home that most likely wouldn't be found in homes today. And I actually commented, wall-mounted phone with six-foot-long cord. These two starts talking about something called a lawn dart. Oh, lawn I'm like, darts. what's a lawn I, I dart? any listener that has ever played lawn darts to give us a call, 888-344-1170. The greatest thing ever. I immediately thought that these guys were punking me, right? There's no such thing. I've never seen a lawn dart in my life, okay? And I come from crazy people. We, you know, we... Yeah, you may be the, the South, only person I mean, that's never played. What's that? I said, I think you may be the only person that's never played. I don't remember ever seeing a lawn dart anywhere in the South when I was growing up. Alabama, Georgia. my heart Georgia. you said they're banned. They were banned in 1988. So, of course, I had to Google this lawn dart, you know, phenomenon. And, of course, I see, which makes sense that this would be something uh, Bubba and Boudreaux would do. It says, after a recent serious injury <laughs> caused by a lawn dart. And then you look over and you see a picture of the lawn dart. And it's like, <laughs> whoever thought this was a good idea? Right? Well, I thought it was a great idea playing it. The U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission reissued its warning that lawn darts are banned and should be destroyed. If you, How many people probably still own these things? Oh, I bet you a lot of people. You know what? Should, should they be... Um, you know, this was probably the beginning of the snowflakes. Ooh, maybe uh, they the were snowflaking the of the snowflaking of America might have begun when they banned the lawn darts. Now, I don't. We never said that. Of course, I grew up. We, I grew up in the South, and we were too poor to own these lawn darts. This may be a white privilege thing. This may be like, you know, like kind of like uh, badminton. Yep. Was it? Was Played this? Lots of badminton as a kid too. Yeah, you seem like the badminton type. Definitely. Us, you know, I rode bikes with no shoes on and scraped off all my did toenails. That too. Yeah. Did you did you ride with no shoes on and scraped off all your toenails? Uh I didn't scrape off my toenails, but I did ride with no shoes on. We were too rough. We were too, we were too rough for lawn darts where I come from. I think there might have been times where I was carrying a lawn dart on a bike. <laughs> Why would you be carrying I don't a know. lawn dart on a Oh my gosh, we veered off into some silly. You know what? It, it's 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 close to the weekend, is what it is, and a three day weekend, right? I'm 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 actually fascinated with the lawn dart phenomenon. Eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. If you ever played with a lawn dart, or if you still have some, if you still here's a picture. It's actually showing. Oh, okay. So you throw them up, and they're supposed to land in the ring. Here is a boy who looks like he's about six with his sister, who looks like she's about eight. You know what? I had an older brother and sister, and I'm glad that we didn't have this game because they uh, they uh, they might have taken an eye out. It's definitely a game where you should have had adult supervision. There's a lot of, according to this article, there are lots of dangerous children's toys from previous decades, from sky dancers to moon shoes. 
What? I don't even want to know what a moon shoe is, man. Y'all make fun of Southerners, but this is like some serious, silly stuff. We have a word, official word from the back that uh, uh, our, our esteemed leader has had all of them. Kevin, if you had moon shoes, man, yeah, I need you to produce some pictures with with you in the moon shoes. The moon shoes, the uh, I don't see any picture of a moon shoe. I'm thinking I don't even know what this thing is. I'm thinking moon shoes are like a Davy Bowie kind of thing. Am I? I mean, that's, that's the first what, thing that popped in my mind. Yeah, we're talking Ziggy Stardust level stuff. Yeah, Kevin. Kevin was into Ziggy Stardust. That's what I'm thinking here. All right, let's get serious, shall we? Are people tuning in to hear about I think they Kevin's wardrobe I bet you Tom Del Bacaro, I'm just thinking, you know, fishing picks. <laughs> I bet you he played lawn darts here exactly. in Exactly. He played lawn darts wearing moon shoes. Okay. Um, all right. I'm getting messages from people now. We're going to see. Oh, if boy. It, yeah. It's, it's rolling in now. See what um, we've started. Yeah. Um, When you have Tom, okay, so somebody immediately hears you say Tom DeBacaro, and I get this. Uh, when you have Tom DeBacaro on, ask him about the fruit from the poisonous tree, the the poison, a magistrate judge who is, oh, so see, they want us to get back serious onto some topics here. Okay. Um, uh, the poison, a magistrate judge who in June recused himself from a Trump v. Clinton case and then issuing an overly broad warrant and, and the FBI confiscating, uh, Trump's documents. Uh, um, yeah, that's, thank you for a reminder. I'm the one who brought up the concept of the fruit of the poisonous tree, um, because they should not have been allowed to go in and gather these documents if the, if they had been done from an improper means, in my opinion. So we, that's a reminder. We'll bring, um, Tom DeBacaro on next week. This is a good time to give you guys a reminder. We are actually off on Labor Day. We're going to have some great programming for you guys, but no skins and I will not be here live. Uh, skins and, and Kevin will probably be in their moon shoes throwing lawn darts somewhere on Labor Day weekend. I will be in all my fabulousness at the beach somewhere. In moon shoes? Doing what I do. No, ain't doing no moon shoes. All right, we're going to take a break. We're going to regroup into some seriousness, and we're going to share with you guys what was revealed by the post-millennial, thanks to some FOIA request about how the White House was colluding with big tech on a monthly basis, like having roundtable meetings, deciding on what you were allowed to know and what you weren't in regards to COVID. So stay tuned for that when we come back from the break. AK, dynamite in a dress, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Um, how many times tonight did, by the way, the hashtag Dark Brandon rises tonight. So the, the, the left got the message loud and clear. The while this man stood up there talking about how the, uh, the, we're at an inflection point, we've got to either go forward or backward. And um, going forward with Joe Biden is about hope and unity and optimism. The left understood. The left got the message loud and clear when they're when they're when they're they're tweeting out dark Brandon rises and referring to him as dark. This is the guy who says that MAGA is about fear and divisiveness and darkness. They got the message. They know who they know who dark is. They know that this was the dark message tonight and that, and that it was an angry attacking declaration against 75 million voters and unfortunately as we've been talking about uh the uniparty system that we've had here um the republicans have basically their silence tonight says everything they're behind that speech 
They're behind that speech. Just McCarthy like he didn't even come out. I thought he was coming on after Andrea. No, he came out before the speech. Yeah. Um, just like the Republican Party sat back and kept saying when it came to the Russian whistle, uh, the Russian collusion hoax that they knew that they knew there was no evidence. They had already had behind closed door hearings. They knew that that before Mueller was appointed, that there was no evidence that Trump had colluded. Yet they went on TV all day, every day saying we got to get to the bottom. We just got to get the investigate, let the investigation play out. And then they they use that investigation as an excuse to not uphold their campaign promises that were made to 75 million MAGA voters. Because they're in on it, right? They're in on it. They and, and one of the things he talked about a shadow of lies and about how they're about the rule of law and the Constitution, and we're about shredding the Constitution. You want to talk about shredding the Constitution? Let's talk about how the sh- and shadow of lies. Let's talk about what was revealed today. The post millennial. I encourage you to go there. Uh, they've got all the emails out here. Um, that, uh, that were revealed. What happened was there was a lawsuit and a joint effort by the new civil, uh, the new Civil Liberties Alliance, the Attorney General of Missouri, and the Attorney General of Louisiana. His name is Landry. Love him against the President of the United States. It was brought under the First Amendment, uh, the First Amendment right to free speech. The lawsuit seeks to identify among among other things, quote, all meetings with any social media platform related relating to content modulation and or misinformation uh the discovery in the discovery process it shows and i quote there was a recurring meeting usually entitled uh usg industry meeting which has generally had a monthly cadence and it is between government agencies and private industries now what what is what is that system called when you've got the government working together with private industry against the citizens hmm um the government participants have included um CISA's Election Security and Resilience Team, DHS's Office of Intelligence and Analysis, um, the FBI's Foreign in, in Influence Task Force, the Justice Department, and on and on and on. Um, industry participants included Google, Facebook, Twitter, Reddit, Microsoft, Verizon Media, Pinterest, LinkedIn, and the Wikimedia Foundation. The topics discussed included, but are, were not limited to, quote, information sharing around elections risk. Briefs from the industry, threat updates, and highlights and upcoming watchouts. Uh, the emails reveal that 11 federal agencies put tremendous pressure on all these social media outlets. They wanted all the social media outlets involved, and you can see the emails. Um, we are standing up uh, a Bolo COVID misinformation meeting and inviting all tech platforms. We are shooting for noon, da 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 um, some of the things that were revealed, all the different agencies, including specifically the White House, the Office of the Surgeon General, and on and on and on. Uh, the NCLA notes further that during the discovery process of this lawsuit, quote, the government has been uncooperative and has resisted complying with the discovery order every step of the way, especially with regard to Anthony Fauci's communication. So here they are, the same government refusing to honor the rules of discovery and our process in order to hide from the American people communications involving the White House, the NIH, the CDC, all our government institutions and how they were colluding with big tech to keep you in the dark, to push out their shadow of lies over COVID, over the vaccines and beyond. But they're, they're accusing Donald Trump of obstruction of justice. Here's your obstruction of justice, America. And they're fighting the discovery process to keep you in the dark. 
right, about what they were doing and about about how they were controlling, attempting to control the outcome of elections, attempting to control your mind and your compliance with shots and beyond. Um, the reason for noncompliance include the defendant's claim that, quote, White House communications are privileged. Oh, they are privileged. OK, they're privileged when it comes to to Joe Biden co- colluding with big tech to censor you, to deplatform you, to demonetize you, et cetera, to control information. And while while the same government was forcing American citizens to get the shots, they were withholding information. And now they're reclaiming. They were claiming they're trying to claim privilege, yet they're not honoring Trump's executive privilege. In the 700-page joint statement on discovery disputes, what was termed the uh, what was found was that they had something called the partner support portal that was revealed. I'd never heard of that before. Did you know about that? Did you know our, our government had set up some um, partner support portal? So they were partnering these these big tech, these big tech giant skins were partnering with Joe Biden's administration. A Meta executive, so that Meta identified 32 federal officials, which is Facebook, who were involved in censorship requests on the platform, 32. Twitter disclosed nine and YouTube disclosed 11. Uh, communications did not only go from the government to the platforms. It also included Joe Biden in a speech in July 2021, accused Facebook of killing people, to which Meta, a Meta executive responded, uh, ensuring the government, quote, that he wanted to make sure to Biden that he saw the steps that they were taking uh, to adjust the policies in compliance with Joe Biden. He, he uh, removed, according to this meta official, uh, told uh, the Biden administration they removed 17 additional pages, groups, and Instagram accounts uh, after Joe Biden gave that speech. According to emails, the information that was censored included vaccine refusal and specifically targeted members of the military. Quote, vaccine refusal, and this is in emails. Uh, this one uh, dated March 1st, 2021, subject crowd tangle COVID-19 reports. That quote, vaccine refusal appeared in two main contexts and highly engaged post military refusals and consequences, often employment related for refusing the vaccine. Do you follow what was going on here, Skins? They were monitoring social media in, in collusion with the government. To see what were people saying, and particularly the military, who was pushing back, who was questioning these shots, particularly when it came to enforcement of these shots. They wanted to know what the military was saying out there. They wanted to know specific to employment related relation uh, post refusing the vaccine. And specifically, it goes on in emails that they targeted people who were sharing their own stories and experiences. With the shots, quote, news and reports of severe vaccine side effects included both first and secondhand reports in groups with users sharing photos and video related to their own experiences. Highly engaged page posts contained some news reports of bad side effects, but also included content meant to educate the public so that they were specifically targeting and taking down any posts that involved somebody sharing their own experience with what happened with these vaccines and their side effects. I saw an ad today for uh, a, 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 some kind of medication. I think it was for psoriasis or something. And it was like a three-minute ad. And it's like two and a half minutes were all the side effects for this. Because it's called informed consent. Yet you weren't allowed to know. You not only were not allowed to know, 
They were withholding that information from you while they were forcing people through threat of unemployment to get these shots. Another communication came from a company called Rheingold, which was a strategic communications and marketing firm uh, that uh, indicating that, that outside consultants were brought in to manage the government's collaboration with big tech. Isn't that fun? So our, our taxpayer dollars basically included them hiring a PR firm, communications firm, to come in and control the information we were allowed to know. They're still doing this, by the way. Even after the CDC has had to change all their guidelines and basically admit that they were wrong in every step of the way, um, they're still putting, you know, warning signs over you. Um, the email reads from this communications and marketing firm. And marketing means sales, by the way. This, this is them trying to sell you on, you know, the, these shots. Um, I'm following up about the, the partner support portal enrollment for CDC. Um, asking about, do you want the Twitter accounts to be on there? How do you, how do you want to be communicated with? Um, an email sent from face from a Facebook email address to someone at the state department. Why would Facebook be, would be talking to the state department about these shots gives details, but, uh, the, an email from Facebook to the state department gives details on the efforts Facebook had taken to quote, control information and misinformation related to coronavirus. Um, and this was sent in February of 2020. Oh, yeah. Facebook's huge. One thing I noticed, Andrea, this, this, in case the listeners don't know, is there's different browsers you can get out there to protect your privacy. One of the ones I like, uh, we've talked about it, DuckDuckGo, it shows you what trackers it blocks. So, okay, you've blocked Google from tracking you on this particular page. You would be surprised on how many different things you go to. You're not signed into Facebook anywhere. Hey, look, we just blocked Facebook. Yeah. Listen to what Facebook was doing, Zuckerberg. Um, this email says that at, at Zuckerberg's request, there is a group that has been organized to help generate and implement new ideas offense approach on how Facebook can assist in the global response to coronavirus. This group met on Friday, brainstormed, and proposed a list of prioritized ideas to Mark. And Mark supported further exploration and go forward on the following ideas. As an immediate next step, our team has been asked to solicit quick, high-end level partner feedback on those ideas. These ideas included a centralized page with curated localized content, Influ- an influencer engagement con- uh, campaign, which involved enlisting celebrities, uh, major NGOs, government officials, and other public figures to use Rona stickers and all different kinds of uh, coronavirus propaganda. Um, they uh, here's a, here's an email in which they talk about how the team suppressed misinformation about vaccine pass- passports, which, of course, later were made compulsory in places like New York City. So you can see if you go to this post millennial, all these emails that came out, that the very things that they were telling you were conspiracy theories were true. From side effects to the shots. To uh, attacks on the military and the purges of the military to passports and beyond, as well as uh, then there's an email here about side effects from vaccinations were also suppressed as misinformation. We also know this week and we reported last night that the NIH has uh, now quietly put ivermectin on their site as an approved drug to treat COVID-19. How many lives could have been saved, Andrea? Yeah. 
How many, how many doctors had their medical license taken away from them because they were prescribing ivermectin, which they, they literally said was a horse dewormer? So they're getting their jobs back, right? Right. Yeah. How is this not the biggest story in the country right now? No, instead, we got Joe Biden going in front of the people saying that MAGA and 75 million voters are the greatest threat and undermining our, quote, democracy. First of all, we're not a democracy. We're a republic of states. And that was very strategic for him to use the word democracy, 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 democracy. Because let me tell you, if they manage to steal the midterm elections and gain control, they will push through a centralization of our voting process. They're already in the works right now in in one aspect to try to do it, which is ranked choice voting. And I don't have a huge amount of time to get into it tonight, but we are going to take a break and I'm going to give you a little bit of an overview on ranked choice voting and what that means. And that so many conservatives today are saying, oh, that's just some crazy system up in Alaska. Sarah Palin, yeah, that's a one-off. Oh, no, it's not a one-off. It's spreading nationwide. And we will share that with you when we come back. News, politics, and current events. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to the United States of America. A lot of people are talking. In, welcome back. Did I say welcome back to the United States of America? Wow. My slip is showing. That's my Freudian slip. What do you think that means? That I said welcome back to the United States of America. I thought you did it intentionally. No. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where, you know, that's, that's odd. Um, a lot of people are talking tonight about how Trump positioned Trump. Joe Biden um, positioned the Marines in uniform uh, behind him for, for the speech. Um, yeah, I, I do think that that was meant to send a message. I do. There's no reason for him to have uh, the Marines standing behind him. And that's one of the I've talked a lot about about the the U.S. military. I think I talked about it last night in terms of, uh, you know, uh, or a couple nights ago about there was a time in which we thought that that in addition to the Second Amendment, that we had the U.S. military that was that was apolitical and would stand in the gap against a tyrannical government going after Americans. And I no longer felt confident in the Department of Defense anymore. And there was clearly a message that was being sent to the American people tonight. This is on the heels of Joe Biden doubling down multiple times and saying to Second Amendment supporters, "Would you know what? Uh, what do you think? You got to have F-15s if you want to take on." The U.S. military. You can't defend yourself with your guns. So, yeah, I, I think it was really concerning. Look, I don't have a huge amount of time to get into this ranked choice voting, voting and it's quite confusing anyway. Um, uh, I do think I actually had a, a, a good clip you here about clip? that. Yeah, um, I'm not sure if I really want to play that. Well, let me let me set it up. I'm not sure I have time to play the clip if I set it up. I may have to spend some more time on this tomorrow night. Look, um, we have something called the jungle primary here in California, and that's bad enough. That's where if if um, if there is a primary and there's 20 Republicans running in a primary and and um, 14 Democrats running in a primary, the top two vote getters percentage wise, if it ends up being being two Democrats, 
um, that's who gets to go to the general election. And typically what happens is you'll have one Democrat running and 20 Republicans, and then the Republicans will split the vote, or there'll be three Democrats and 20 Republicans, and it ends up being t- two Democrats. The, these um, ranked ranked choice voting races, like what happened in Alaska, is very complicated. Um, it's meant to be. It's meant to be confusing. And when something is confusing, they can they can sell it and manipulate the idea behind it in a way in which they can sell it to people. Um, ranked choice voting meant uh, the way they do it is it's the, it's not just the top two vote getters. You get to say, here's my first choice. Here's my second choice. Here's my third choice and my fourth choice. And it dilutes the votes. And it's specifically designed to dilute them in a way in which the, quote, moderates rise to the top and the extreme get pushed down. And so what happened in Alaska is... Um, so you had running in this primary for the special election as you had the Democrat, then you had Sarah Palin uh, running against this establishment. So, of course, depending on how many, um, depending on what the district looks like or whatever, you can easily see how if you've got a, a lot of, you know, in some of these areas, we're neck and neck. We might have more Democrat voters than we've got Republican voters in primaries. So you could maybe have a bunch of Democrats um, in these areas that, that then they get to rank. And if you've got more Democrat voters that are choosing their Democrat as their first, then they're also getting to weigh in on the Republicans that are running in terms of their second or their third. Do you see how the Democrat votes can push down a conservative? Oh, totally. And I didn't know much about it. I knew it was in place. And to show you how convoluted it is, I thought Sarah Palin won. She actually had the most votes. But because of the ranked choice voting, um, there's different rounds, um, and there was actually a clip, and I don't know if I have it um, handy. Do, I don't know if you know the one I'm referring to. Ranked choice voting, yes. Yeah, if you could play that. I think it's this. Sarah is- Palin's hopes of a political comeback have been dashed, at least for now. Her Democratic opponent, Mary Poltola, defeated the former governor in Alaska's special house election. That's according to unofficial ranked choice voting results that were released last night. And in so doing, Peltola is set to make history as the first Alaska native in Congress. Joining us now is Michael Smirkanish, CNN political commentator and the host of CNN Smirkanish. Okay, Michael, there's a lot going on here because there is this ranked choice format here. But are you extrapolating anything about politics in general, the state of things from this race? Well, I am because... You have to recognize for 49 years, Don Young, a Republican, represented the great state of Alaska. So it's a takeaway from the R's and to the D's. That's the net net of all of this. But, Brianna, the ranked choice aspect is what really fascinates me because Sarah Palin lost this race because she wasn't the sufficient second choice of those who voted for the third place candidate well, baggage. let me end it there. Another- let me end it there, because ba- basically what he's going on to explain is this is really a great system because it j- makes it possible for the moderates. It's about making sure moderates get to win primary elections. We're going to continue this discussion tomorrow night on our Friday night show. Thanks for being here. Love you all. Peace out. See you then. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.